Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. We will get into the Oilers Now injury report brought to you all season long by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. Trent Brown, the best Golden Bears football player last 40 years. Trent Brown, Jim Brown, proud supporters of the Edmonton Oilers, the Edmonton Elks, and the U of A Golden Bears. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. It's just simple. They're the best. Uh, three key injuries for San Jose. Logan Couture hasn't played all season. He's out with a lower body issue. Nico Sturm has a core uh, challenge. And Matt Benning, the former Oiler, who was always a plus player, plus 32 in four years in Edmonton, out with a lower body injury for San Jose. Mackenzie Blackwood is uh, ill. We believe that Magnus Chorna, Krona, Krona, will start in goal for San Jose tonight. As we bring aboard a former San Jose Shark player, a guy who uh, was in the mix to be their general manager, uh, he, of course, is the former GM of the Tampa Bay Lightning, started Octagon, and he appears weekly on the show for Wild Factor Desserts, from cakes that score big to cheesecakes that give you taste buds, a, a lift on the power play. Wild Factor Desserts is something for every taste. Full lineup at wildfactordesserts.com. Hello, Brian Lawton. How are you doing? Fantastic, Bob. How's California treating you? Uh, rainy last night, but it was busy. We, uh, we, wa- we, were, we were in Savannah Row. Uh, and we made our way to an establishment. It's newer, uh, so we could watch the Sharks game against the Kings, and I was stunned how many people were within a one-block radius of the hotel. It was uh, a lot busier than it was the last time we were in here in the second week of November. Now, you, how long were you here for? A couple seasons? Uh, about a season and a half. I played for the Sharks in their inaugural season. Uh, we had a good team, a lot of veteran players. People would realize or recognize, but it was still a, a challenge under the old expansion rules of fielding a team. But there were guys like Kelly Kissio and Doug Wilson, Brian Mullen, uh, and many, many other names that people would know. I, it was one of the most enjoyable seasons I ever had as a pro. We did not win it nearly enough. Um but it was enjoyable to represent a new team with a great bunch of guys. And that's what we had in San Jose. A lot of really good guys uh, that had good careers. Maybe were a little bit past their prime, but uh, it was enjoyable and interesting every day, led by George Kinnear, of course, who was their inaugural coach. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Kingston uh, out of the University of Calgary. And uh, was actually played for Claire Drake, the legendary U of A coach, and was I think he coached Norway in the Olympics after coaching the Sharks, or maybe it was before. Anyhow, hey Brian, uh, let's do this. I'm going to put you on the spot here since you've worn the GM hat. The Edmonton Oilers have the best goaltender right now in the American Hockey League. His name is Olivier Rodrigue. Uh, he's five two and two this year with a two point zero nine goals against average, a nine thirty eight save percentage. He's got the best save percentage in the league. And he had four starts over the last eight days, including starting on back-to-back nights because Jack Campbell uh, couldn't go last week. And he went 3-0-1 with a 1.99 goals against average and a 9.42 save percentage. He's 23 now, and he's over a 9.20 save percentage in his last 23 American Hockey League starts dating back to last season. Given the Oilers' goaltending challenges, and they are a challenge, they're still tied for last in the league at 879 save percentage. If you were GM, would you test drive Rodrigue for a couple games? At some time during January, you got an easy schedule, 
until the All-Star break, and then after the All-Star break, it really picks up. Would you maybe uh, take a look at what Rod... I mean, this is not a 19- or 20-year-old goalie. This is a guy that spent parts of two seasons in the coast, and the last couple of years has, has sort of emerged as a goal. You know, he was a second-round draft choice, so the floor is yours, Brian. What would you do? Uh, I would absolutely be looking for an opportunity to certainly get him up with the big club. Calvin Pickard, of course, uh, is filling that role now, but... The reality is, is Rodriguez had just as good a numbers as he did down there. He is much younger. He does have more runway left in his career. You'd love to see where he's at. Goalies are very different than your standardized forwards or D. They're just guys that can take a lot longer. So it's not unusual that he's not playing even as a second rounder by this stage. Uh, you want to give him more time to matriculate. It's a tougher position to learn, especially at the top level in the world. But I think he's earned it. I think he's earned an opportunity with how he's played this year down there. He's been terrific. The save percentage has been excellent. The goals are against are strong. His overall play has been great. The club has done really, really well. Uh, I do believe it is time for him to get an opportunity. Yeah, it's funny because he's not a 6'2 or 6'3 goaltender. I have a theory on this, and I want to ask you whether or not you think I'm out to lunch or I'm on to something. Ten years ago, the goalie equipment was bigger. We had a, There was a guy named Lyle Mass had OR Sports going, and a lot of focus was on focus was on goaltenders tracking pucks, eye, eye and head placement, minimizing economy of movement, and goal for goaltenders basically being blockers, which favored bigger guardians. Now, Brian, the equipment is marginally smaller. We don't have uh, enforcers on fourth lines. We got a little bit more skill lineup. We got way more side-to-side plays, way more power plays called, and way more skill in the game. As a result, is there a better place for smaller goaltenders that are more athletic today? Does it play to I think it is, com- it is coming back in vogue, Bob. There's no doubt about it. Changing the side of attack, changing the angle of attack with shooters and how they shoot it today has has created another evolution that people didn't see coming. The last great revolution was, you know, we've got to get the biggest men we can get in there and go all the way back to Mike Milbury, who once told me he wanted to find a sumo wrestler to play goal for the Islanders. <laughs> because he thought he could take up the whole net and he wouldn't have to move. That never quite worked out, but the game went that direction, and as silly as it sounds, Mike was serious about finding people that were way oversized that could just fill up the net and stop pucks by virtue of them just hitting them. That was great. I think through the last 10 years it had worked pretty well, probably even 15, but I do think shooters are shooting better than ever. You don't have to look any farther than Connor Bedard as an example of how kids can come into this league and really shoot. Yeah, they can shoot at a different level. We saw it in overtime last night. Uh, We've seen it many times already this year. Uh, It's different. And now, if you are a straight blocker and forwards are shooting with the accuracy that they are, and you're just basically trying to allow the puck to hit you with minimal movement, you're missing a lot of saves that you used to get before what I call the next level of evolution in the gloves and the sticks. Uh, Guys have just figured out how to utilize a lighter whip, how to to utilize a more sensitive blade, 
and they've been working on it for probably about the last seven, eight years when you really started to see these individual one-on-one coaches come into play for young hockey players. You can see the results now. And quite frankly, you know, as far as the goaltending position has been this year, there's been a pretty significant drop in what we consider, you know, a standardized year. And you're seeing it, yes, the Oilers are last right now, but there's a lot of other teams that are struggling with goaltenders that have had really strong past history. Uh, I do think there's there's been some changes in the game, and that is part of the reason why we're seeing lower or worse save percentages. So I'm going to get you to put your GM hat on here. Uh, and, and Mike Greer came in. By the way, I'm pretty sure Mike's at the uh, World Juniors, and so he should be because he could end up with two number ones here. Uh, oh, he's got two number ones because he's got Pittsburgh's number one. He might end up getting New Jersey's if they make it three rounds of the playoffs. He moved Meyer out. He got back like five or six different pieces in that trade. He moved Carlson, uh, and he got some guys that are on the team currently. Granlund, who some might assert is their best player other than Hurdle. Uh, but then, you know, they, they took on Hoffman. They took on Ruta, who's got another year left. Of these pending UFAs, LeBanc, Hoffman, LeBanc at 4725, 4.725 million, Hoffman at four and a half, Declare at three, Bear Manoff at two and a half, and Kokkinen at 2.75. Who would be the easiest guy for San Jose to, to, to move to get a decent return on? Decent return for me as a second or third rounder. Do any of those guys interest you that much? I've looked at their team several several times. You're always, you know, right now anybody that's looking to effectuate some trades is starting, you know, inverse with the teams that are struggling the most, the teams that you believe will be sellers come deadline time. Uh, it's not great what they have to give. I have spoken to some people that have asked me about Mike Hoffman. Um, that has surprised me, but Mike fills a very special need. He is a player that some of the older GMs are comfortable with. They have seen him perform at a higher level. Uh, but it's there's not a plethora of players that I believe teams are lining up for right now to sign. I think that there's possibility. LeBanc, I don't think so. Randlin has been their best player, but with another year left at $5 million, uh, it's not an easy deal to make. On the back end, Lassica, of course, is on a monster deal, and the play has dropped. Mario Ferraro is a guy that teams ask for, but it appears like at 25, he's probably going to continue to be in their in their future. Uh, Kyle Burrows is a guy a few people have asked me about, to be honest with you. He's just really inexpensive at a million one. So there might be something there. And then in the goaltending position, uh, both Kapo Kakinen and Mackenzie Blackwood are guys that people have kicked tires on. So there are some possibilities there, but it's not a plethora of players that you would want if you were going really into the situation that the San Jose Sharks are, are headed to, which is a pretty significant rebuild, in my opinion. They do have some picks, but they don't look like Arizona. Uh, when you look at what they've no. got, or Montreal, or the teams no. that have really loaded up. No. So it's going to be a challenge for them, in my opinion. Uh, Brian, hopefully you can join us Tuesday. The Oilers and Flyers, Edmonton returns to home. Thank you for joining us in short notice on Oilers Now. My pleasure, Bob. Thank you. 
That is former NHL player, general manager, and agent Brian Lawton for Wow Factor desserts. From cakes that score big to cheesecakes that give your taste buds a power play. Wow Factor has something for every taste. Full lineup at wowfactordesserts.com. All right. It is time uh, for a participant in our text of the week drop. This text comes in and it says, I'm not sure if you've talked about this lately, but watching Michael Kesseling turn into the exact player that the Oilers desperately need is beyond frustrating. He's having a far more, he has far more offensive upside than either CC and Dernay. Uh, he has more upside in general than Dernay and is four years younger. Uh, he's a six foot four, 23 year old right shot that could become a good two or three. And he was a throw in and a rental for a third line center. That move looked like an overpay at the time and is quickly becoming yet another disastrous move by management. He could have filled a vital position for the Oilers as a top four defenseman. Maybe he stalls out as a third pairing, but that seems unlikely. Lame, says Eric. Well, Eric, I don't agree with you, but I'm going to, you took the time to write a, a compelling text. So we are going to put you in our draw for the Text of the Week draw, where winners receive three months of watches at my favorite car watch. It's a great white car watch on 100-04-169th Street, right by West Edmonton Mall. Stay tuned for the weekly winner every Friday. We'll wrap up with this day in Oilers history. Set up what we're going to talk about on tomorrow's edition of Oilers Now when we return. Let's go to this day in Oilers history. It's brought to you by New West Travel. You can join us on an exclusive 14-day trip to Newfoundland in June to see the Iceberg Festival. Call New West Travel or visit newwesttravel.com. Back at the 630 Chat Studios, big part of the show, Brendan Escott. 2002, the Oilers hand Ed Belfour and the Toronto Maple Leafs a 3-2 overtime loss at Skyreach Centre. Marty Reasoner scored with six minutes left to tie it. Todd Marchant buried the overtime winner. There we have it. Uh, here's what we're going to do. Reed Wilkins has got... Uh, Inside, uh, well, inside sports uh, tomorrow night, but he's got the face-off show coming up. It's, we're going to drop the puck on that at 7.05. Tomorrow, we are loaded. Daily face-offs, Frank Cervelli for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta Experience Live Standard Racing Friday and Saturday at Century Mile Racetrack and Casino. For more information, visit thehorses.com. So Frank will join us for, uh, he does two hits a week. Um, and uh, we didn't have him on Monday because it was Christmas Day, but he's been kind enough to join us uh, uh, tomorrow. Uh, throwback Friday for Conlon Motorsports. We'll hook up with former Oiler player, current LA Kings broadcaster, Jarrett Stoll. We'll have another Oilers Now prospect report brought to you by Reface Magic. Save money on your kitchen renovation. Don't replace Reface. And for Wave Bathroom Renovations, Edmonton Oilers uh, Farm Team General Manager, Assistant GM of the Oilers, Keith Gretzky. Uh, will join us on tomorrow's edition of Oilers Now. Special thanks to our engineer here, uh, Bill Brooks, who came in early. We've been... I got to the arena four hours before uh, puck drop today to do the show. Again, Reed Wilkins is coming up with Inside Sports after... Okay, can you shoot the host now officially? Uh, Reed Wilkins coming up with the face-off show, City Ford face-off show at 7.05 after a global news weather traffic update... With Thomas Dias, thanks to Angie Quinnell as well. I will rejoin you at 7.35 Edmonton time. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone. And for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.